Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. The question today on the Christian Car Guy show is, are you ready? First of all, to set your clocks forward <laughs> tonight, just wanted to throw that one in. For those of you who may not heard or remembered, yes, it's spring forward night, so go to bed early. Church is coming real early. But so don't forget to push those clocks forward. But the show today, really, we are asking the question, are you ready? Gas prices this morning nationally, $3.79. If you're out on the West Coast, they're over $4. That really means they've climbed up more than 40 cents over the last six weeks. And I should tell you, for the first time since I have been following the U.S. Department of Energy's website, and I've been doing that for a number of years, they no longer are sharing a long-term forecast. In fact, they haven't posted a long-term forecast since last July, but this week they posted Market prices and uncertainty report. <laughs> uncertainty. When the U.S. Department of Energy is uncertain, uh, there's something I'm, I'm thinking a little bit scary out there. Are you ready? Well, three weeks ago, Friday afternoon, right after I returned from a National Religious Broadcasters Convention, where, frankly, I heard plenty about America's financial woes, then I received a call from a financial advisor I'd met years ago in Raleigh that I really hadn't spoke to in years. And he told me that the Lord had put this message on his heart that he needed to share about what America's financial future would be. Well, asking the Lord to guide me through this, because the last thing I ever want to do is to share any sort of doom and gloom when we have such an amazing hope in our Savior, Jesus Christ. But Jesus himself did ask the question time and again, and especially when he was on his way to Jerusalem the last time, and the question was, are you ready? Does your lamp have enough oil? Is your house in order? Did you bury your talents? Have you been about your father's business? So let me start off this discussion with some qualifiers. This is the Christian Car Guy Show, so we're not out to bash, nor will we bash, any political party. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but spiritual forces in high places. Satan is certainly alive and well in Washington, but as of last night, I can assure you, he was alive and well in the Dillmore home. So, you know, there's nothing new about that. And with that said, okay, I want to welcome certainly a friend of mine and, a, like I mentioned, a financial planner out there in Raleigh, North Carolina, Don Sylvester. Don, welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show. Well, thanks, Robbie, and I'm glad to be here today. Um, well, there is an economic and financial perfect storm headed our way, and we need to prepare for it and get out of the way of it if we can. Yeah, and, and there were, as I mentioned, I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and several pastors who I won't even name that very well known on this network were speaking of the very same thing. They're all very convinced there's, there's definitely something on the horizon. So first, we, we do have to share the problem, or we're going to do a part of the show about the problem, but stay tuned because we got some strategies that we feel like will help you. But if you got to go to that soccer game, remember the podcast is there at christiancarguy.com. It'll get posted there later today. And also here to help us out with some strategies this morning, you know, we've got 
one of your all-time favorites, certainly one of my favorites, Dan Santarelli here with us. Good morning, Robbie. How you doing this morning? Here's Dan. (laughs) 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 Nothing like having you on, but you're live from Ohio this morning. Dan, welcome. Welcome. Good morning to all. You, um, it, it just wouldn't be the same if you didn't hear your music when you. <laughs> that's right. I love it. That's the best part. <laughs> but it's it's kind of scary out there, Dan. You're talking about the gas prices. When you got there, you watched them go up. You're watching little signs change as you're driving. Yesterday in the morning, when I came into town in beautiful Canton, Ohio, the gas prices were three sixty eight, and as I drove down the road, they were changing the signs. To three eighty nine a gallon. <laughs> so you know we are there's certain stuff to talk about today, but all you know Dan is here to help us certainly with some of the strategies that we're going to get to in a bit in this show. But this is a live call-in show, as we always talk it about, and you know it's our callers that often share the biggest blessings. You guys out there listening, you've got some stuff that I know will bless all our listeners. So if you have a question or you have a comment today. Again, we're not going to go into the political situation. But if you got a, a comment or, or question, by all means, you call us 866-348-7884. That's 866-34-TRUTH for those of you who are digitally gifted and you know all about that. Of course, with this subject, you know we got to have an appraisal by the Real Black Book, and that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding, Back in the days of the Judean kings, there was a bad one, really bad one, named Ahaz. And if you think we have our presidential problems or have had them in the past, (laughs) we got nothing compared to old Ahaz. Certainly, this man openly threw his son into the fire, worshiping the balls. I mean, I'm in front of everybody. He offered no health care legislation at all. I mean, there was none. <laughs> no Social Security, not even any Social Security reform. He never even heard of it. He certainly allowed the slavery of his own people. Widows and orphans had to fend for themselves. And he had the Jews in a horrible predicament. The king of the Armenians, and that's Syria, modern day, and the king of Samaria, that's the northern kingdom, had joined forces against Judah. And on their way to Jerusalem, they'd captured 200,000 women and children and drug them off to Samaria. And now they're laying siege. They're surrounding the city of Jerusalem itself. So even with the worst possible leadership there in Jerusalem and with what appeared to be a completely hopeless situation for the people there, God shared the most amazing hope ever. Not just short term, but long term. And I'm sure it has everything to do with the question on today's show, Are You Ready? And again, I'm going to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy. If this is your first time listening in, I'm 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian car guy show is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for. No debt. Certainly watching people go into serious amounts of debt over the years is a lot of how I feel God laid it on my heart to start this show, and we're certainly going to talk about that today on the show. But cars need tender, loving care, and they need a name like Old Red, which turned 326,000 miles this week. And you guess what? You see those old tractors sitting out in the elements? They're still running. Why do you think? Well, if you take care of your car 
it will last as long as you do. And we always talk about driving safely, right? It might save your life, literally. Wear your seatbelt. I mean, how, how, how simple can that be? But also, don't speed. It's estimated that Americans waste, now get this, based on the current situation, Americans waste 96 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. That's how they waste it, just on speeding. If they would just drive the speed limit, they could save 96 million gallons of gas a week. So, you know, there's one strategy right there, don't speed. But today, right, we are talking about are you ready? We're going to get into that, but we need to hear from you. What are your thoughts? 866-348-7884. Of course, we've got all this at the website, including an article that was written by Don there and links to his information. It's christiancarguy.com, www.christiancarguy.com. There you'll find out all about the Jesus Labor Love free car repair for single moms and widows. That's one of our ministries here at the Christian Car Guy Show, expanding all the time. Found out just today that we're on the air in Phoenix um, on the Patriot out there, KNKT, I believe, are the call letters. So we're excited about those guys carrying our show. But that means, guess what? We need volunteers, people to help us out in Phoenix, people to help us out across the country with this labor love. So you can go to christiancarguy.com. We have a new volunteer form. It's the second post right underneath the American um, financial meltdown picture that is outstanding if, in my view. So go there and check that out at christiancarguy.com. Now, Don, so it, God's been putting this message on your heart for some time, and, and you see a lot of stuff that, that's scary out there. Well, yes, um, and, and you're correct. God has been uh, directing me to communicate this message to you know anyone who will listen. But I believe there's going to be a convergence of economic and financial events uh, that can really you know rock our world. Uh, and this is primarily due to currency devaluation. That, that, to me, is the root cause of the problem. But then you couple that with rising oil prices, uh, weak economies, both here in the U.S. and around the world, and then the threat of governments defaulting on their obligations. And you know, we saw a little bit of that this past week over in Europe. So obviously we got a lot to talk about why we should be getting ready. There's a lot of stuff on the horizon. You know, what can we do with these high gas prices? And what can we do in, in light of, I know Dan's got some strategies for us. We got a whole lot of Christian Car Guys show coming up. So you want to stay tuned. And you call us with your thoughts on the whole subject, 866-348-7884. Are you ready? That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy show, a little Space Jam action there from Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael uh, Jordan, what am I thinking? Yeah, that's Space Jam. But anyway, the question today is, are you ready for what may be headed our way in oil prices in the financial sectors? It, it, you know, we saw gas prices jump up before and a lot of stuff fell immediately, like the housing market and stuff, because, you know, it's hard for people to make their car payments, it's hard for them to make their house payments when all of a sudden a gallon of gas, it, you know, jumps up to $4 or $5 a gallon. And there's a fascinating thing to be discussed right there. As as I mentioned, I, I was watching 
oil prices like crazy back when they jumped up before. And the U.S. Department of Energy always had long-term forecasts. They always showed you what was really going to happen. And quite honestly, they were... They were never doom and gloom. They never said it was uncertain. They always had a chart and a graph, and they would show you here it goes, and it's going right there. But if you look on their website today, guys, it, it, it's not there because there is so much uncertainty, not just from a standpoint of supply and demand, but because of, of the dollar and whatever. And so we have Don Sylvester here with us. He's a financial advisor out of Raleigh. Again, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and link to his information, as well as Dan Santarelli, our Christian Toyota guy out there, a good time to be a Toyota salesman, isn't it, Dan? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's real good. Uh, we've been selling just in the last two weeks. I think we've sold 35 Priuses, and now our little Toyota Yaris and our Corollas, they're starting to fly off the lot. Yeah, like, you know, gas is a, is a huge issue. We're going to talk about those strategies, but right now we're going to talk about what has happened? What in the world is going on? Because, you know, you hear some media that would say it's all because of the government. And then you hear this other media, it's all because of the Arab Union. And you hear these other people. Well, there, there's little pieces of all that that's in there. And, and we want to see if we can get at the truth because we're the truth network. And that's what we like to talk about here, if at all possible. One thing that I've not heard commonly mentioned in the media was all the refineries that shut down because one of the largest refineries in the world that was in the Virgin Islands shut down. A couple of them in Pennsylvania shut down, which is an amazing thing. How could a refinery shut down when you'd think oil, if there was something you wanted to be doing right this minute, be in the oil business. But that's part of what happened to the supply. And, of course, when the supply goes down, the demand goes up. But there's other factors, right, Don? And you want to share some of those? Right. And, uh, you know, kind of to build on what you were saying, Robbie, um, you know, a barrel of oil is almost the world's unit of exchange anymore. You know, that the dollar is linked very closely to a barrel of oil. Um, and a barrel of crude oil, and I, want, I want to go back to the year 2001, and, and that because that was the last year that our government had a balanced budget, okay? Since 2001, okay, the, the average crude price in the U.S. was about $26 a barrel. Well, as of yesterday, it was about $107 a barrel. So there's, you know, there's a long-term trend there. And yes, events like what's going on in the Persian Gulf, um, you know, do do affect the market short-term. But Syria is, you know, they're, Syria, they're, right. that, all those things have their, right. have their effect. But there's been a huge change also with that inflation on the the barrel of right. oil what's happened to the money supply right well and again going back to 2001 and and this is according to the federal reserve bank's own statistics okay that the money supply in the united states has grown by a hundred percent since 2001 meanwhile that means we have twice as much money out right. there today as right. what we had just 11 years ago right exactly uh but meanwhile our economy has only grown at about 50% in that span of time. And many of your listeners may hear folks refer to the GDP or gross domestic product, and you can just think of that as uh, our national income. You know, just think of like your, like your salary. You can think of GDP as our national income. Um, 
And, and so, so essentially, if, to, to buy this barrel of oil, since, you know, when we took Economics 101 in college, and I know a lot of you did, a lot of you are shaking your head like I do, that my, and my economics teacher I know who has now passed away would be saying there's no way you can do this because if you keep making money, right, it's got to create inflation. Right. Well, it's interesting how they re- kept inflation down in certain areas by manipulating interest rates. But a barrel of oil is one place that they apparently have not been real effective in doing that. No. Well, and that's because, yeah, well, the, the Fed can't print barrels of oil as yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the money supply has been outstripping, you know, the growth of our economy, which is real, you know, things of real value. And it is just an economic fact. That and as a disclaimer right here, you, you don't sell gold. You're not out to sell gold. We're not talking about selling gold here. No. We got no agenda. Uh, no. And I hope you understand that, that the, we're just Christians discussing things that we know based on our what God's right. shared with us, our expertise, so to speak, what God's blessed Don with. what In the line of work he's in, he makes no benefit by you doing anything Right. You know, about what we're talking about yeah. today. I so mean, we it, just want you to make sure that, you know, we don't have any agenda what we're talking about. But these are just plain, here's what's happened to the money supply. Here's what's happening with oil supply. Here's what's happening with this. So based on what you now know, what's got to happen to the price of oil? Well, yeah, it, it's got to it's got to keep going up, and it will continue to go up if all else being equal. You know, we just keep ratcheting up the money supply because, see, well, how would I, they not, and to get to that unfortunate question, how could they not ratchet up this money supply based on our debt? Well, that, that's right. And, and you if know, we don't have a balanced budget, which there's no chance of that in the near future, how in the world can we not print more money? Right, exactly. And the, the Fed, and it's not even that they're even printing money. It's just they're creating it out of thin air. So a lot of us think of the Treasury you know, printing dollar bills, but in today's world, the Federal Reserve Bank can just it just creates money on its books, then it goes out and it does buy, it does things like it goes out and buys treasury notes and bills, and all of this just serves to prop it's up. It's just electronic. The, it's it's right. electronic it's, money. It's so all to electronic, speak. and the whole world that we operate in today is all based on you know an illusion of prosperity. Um, you know, money is. Electronic. I mean, we all use debit cards, credit cards, money moves by wire transfers and what they call ACH transfers, you know, between banks and so forth. So there there would appear that at some point in time, right, as the oil shoots up and people can no longer afford to make right. payments, then yeah. when things start to default, if we thought the collapse had started happening fast uh, back a couple of years ago, when this collapse comes the second time, it, it 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 could be real ugly real quick. Am I yeah. missing something? Uh, well, I, I think you're spot on right about that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. As people lose faith in a global economy, because right. it's not just us. What happened in Greece? What happens with the euro? What happens with all that? As all that collapses, yeah. then what happens? Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to remember that, see, our money today does not have any real backing. It's not backed by gold, and, and it's really not backed by anything of value anymore. It's just... It's just out there, and it's all, all based all right, on Well, faith. you get to see the problem. What happens if your money is worthless in a few months? What would you do? That's what we're going to come up with some strategies. We hope to help. Coming up. Stay tuned. Are 
Pacific Gas and Electric Company. How many of you remember that song from the 70s? I do. You know what's funny is that, Don, I'll be on it. And, and Dan, you remember that song? I do remember it, Bobby. <laughs> well, I was certainly far from a Christian in 1970, and I always did, thought he said, had no idea, oh, this this was a song, Are You Ready for Christ to Come Back? I had no clue. I thought what he said was, Are You Ready to Sit Right Down? But I, I went and I looked at those words when I got the ready the song ready this week, and it actually says, Are You Ready to Sit by His Throne? And, and just yeah, a, a well, word from the Pacific Gas Electric Company from 1970. Or, or, maybe, or maybe he was talking about, are you ready to go off the gold standard? Because, <laughs> because the next year that happened. <laughs> and now, Don, you're not saying that this thing is going to happen tomorrow. We've got time to prepare. You, you know, you're thinking we've got a year or so ahead of us, you know, before things really get ugly. But getting prepared is certainly on the agenda uh and what are some of the things that you would, you know, think about uh, from a standpoint of, you know, there's a lot of folks. And the last thing we want to do, the last thing I want to do is get anybody to panic and go out and sell all your stuff, you know, or think that your dollar's not going to be worth nothing right. tomorrow. Right. But there are things that would just be that would make sense from a standpoint of like, why would you buy a government bond right now? Not a real right. good choice, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And and yes, I don't think that this is an imminent problem, meaning it's going to happen this week or probably not even this year. Uh, I think if we, you know, if we continue down the course that we've been headed within the next four or five years, I, I think things are going to 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 shake out. But uh, by 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 no means does anyone need to panic. And also, you know, just keep in mind that God is in control of things. Right. You know, he he's he he is overseeing all of this and he will provide for us, you know, in in times of trouble if we remain faithful. But as a practical matter, um, you know, there are things that you can do, you know, to prepare yourself. And as you said, Robbie, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily in my, say, retirement portfolio start adding to or buying a lot of treasuries because, again, our government is now $15.5 trillion in debt, uh, and that actually equals more than 100% of our gross domestic product. So, again, think of that as— And, and what we just saw this week in um, Greece is not too dissimilar for what we saw from General Motors and Chrysler, that right. we've now figured out a way to get rid of debt. We just tell you we're not going to pay you. Right. and. And then people have to take what they call a haircut in the business. They they lose 50% of the values, which happened right. to all of Greece's debtors. And so the day would come, like the poor General Motors bondholders, where the government just says, you know what, guys? We made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to pay you back the money that you lent us. We think you're only worth 50 cents on the dollar or 25 cents on the dollar. Am I missing something? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they have the power to do it. Um, you know, and again, like, as we said, the Fed, the Federal Reserve Bank, creates money. Well, it also can take it away, and it can also wipe out debts. But somewhere, someone takes a loss. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily go a whole full force on buying a lot of treasuries necessarily. But some good, there are some good things that, that would happen with this, is that all of a sudden companies that sell, like, food and, and, right. and stuff, that, that, that that's, those would be well, good things, good investments. Yeah. It, you know, if if we get into a situation where our currency 
devalues significantly or even becomes worthless, then, you know, essentially you become on the barter system. So you need things, real things, to be able to exchange. Uh, the more real things you have, the better off you will be. Um, and it's, But in terms of your, say, your retirement plan portfolio that you have now, I mean, many of us own stocks in different types of mutual funds and ETFs uh, where you own a bundle of stocks. But the important thing is, you know, don't necessarily just go out and dump all those out of fear. But in the future, if you're looking to add stocks, try to buy things that, again, have underlying value, companies that make things of real value, and especially food and and energy, Um, you know, Look, look for things, look for real value, because even if the stock market declines significantly, at some point they'll come back. You know, th- this event will have a, a lifespan of maybe, you know, six months to a year. And eventually things will come back. You can hang on to those things. But those companies that make things that people really need and want are going to emerge the strongest. So and the other thing to remember is like that Toyota, am I right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Toyota. Yeah, yeah. And, and so but we got to right. we got to got to get to this from a car standpoint. I know, Dan. I mean, we wanted to share this stuff, from, right? But this is the Christian Car well, Guy show. So, from a car standpoint, uh, if you're me, you know, and I got old red sitting out there with three hundred and twenty six thousand miles on it, and I've always told people, look, you're going to bury me in this car. Uh, I have no plans on ever trading it. Uh, but it's important that I do make choices right now that are valuable, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, if I say if you know if you are in the market for a vehicle, if you're you know if you think you're going to need one anytime soon, you know, go out and get it now. You know, now is the time to to look to buy a new vehicle Especially, while the prices are yeah, still something that saves gas because right. we we can see yeah. what's going to happen to gas. And it, right. it shocked me no end. The last time gas prices went down, SUV sales skyrocketed. I was like, what are people thinking? <laughs> they think this isn't coming back. Yeah. But yeah. right right now, what's going to happen to the price of small cars, Dan, in the, in the very near future? Well, the, uh, unfortunately, the price of smart cars, uh, they're going to probably continue to rise because people, they have to have these cars that get good gas mileage. Uh, you know, all of our, you know, the Prius came out with a family of cars and we're going to be getting one more, uh, at the end of this year, I believe it is. That's what their target date. It's going to be an electric Prius, but they just came out with a, a Prius C. The city gas mileage is 53 miles to the gallon. So yeah, these are, these are some of the wiser choices or, you know, even if, if you go out in the used car market, you know, there's oh, get old diesel rabbit. Those things, you know, those got yeah. 40, 50 miles to the gallon or, or, or a good used Toyota. You know, some of those things to really prepare yourself for what, because there's people out there that literally, uh, they drive 100 miles a day to work and they're driving big old SUVs. Uh, this is not something you want to wait until gas gets to $5 before you trade that SUV. Would you agree, Dan? Oh, I, I certainly agree. You know, the last time, you know, there was a lot of, uh, when gas uh, shot to $4 a gallon, uh, you know, there was a lot of people that really uh, gave in and and traded in their big SUVs uh, for smaller stuff. And lately, probably the last several months, 
we're seeing a lot of that now. Uh, people are really, because there's been talk of these oil prices going up for uh, well over a year now, and people are really conscious of what what you know what they're doing. You know how many trips that they're making. Right. You know, yeah, I just even you even have in, to do that. Sure. Even in my case with old red, right. This is not the time to be sitting there needing tires, right? Because what's going to happen to the price of tires, Don? Right. Yeah. It, I mean, well, just it, like it's, every, it's, it's the, goes with the price right. of oil. Because guess what's all over tires? Or right. if you're in in need of some kind of repairs, while the money, while it's all going on, before the big mad rush hits, and we're not trying to panic anybody. Believe me, I'm not saying run out and trade your car or anything unless you've really looked at your long term strategy and and saying this is this is what I need to do for my family. Prayed through it. Don't do it based on something yeah. we said. But we are saying, look, if the signs are, you know, you, if you look around, the, the the sky is looking a little bit red. <laughs> that dollar is looking a bit red, and it may be time to be thinking, wow, while I've got time, what can I do to increase the fuel economy of the car I've got? You can take better care of it, right, Dan? You get a tune-up. You know, That's right. Make sure that you're doing everything you can do now before, you know, before it goes crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the, go ahead, Dan. The, the, the unfortunate thing is here, it's just not only cars. The price of oil, it it affects everything. I mean, all your foods, all your, you know, anybody that's transporting any type of goods, all those prices are going to start to rise. And people have to have to realize it's just not your automobiles today it's everything that's going to be affected and so if you're if you're putting your trust in money what don's kind of saying is you better have some trust that when you go out there and start that car that that it's going to go am i right Right. don yeah i mean i would uh i would certainly concentrate on making sure that all you know important points of maintenance of your vehicle are kept up to date you know that you have and particularly things like the starter the battery the transmission fluid you know, your, your coolant, um, as Robbie mentioned, your tires, you know, just all of those, you know, main points of emphasis in the maintenance of your car, you know, make sure you keep them up to date, keep that vehicle running well, especially if you, you know, if you're not in a position to be able to afford a new vehicle in the foreseeable future, you know, then you just want to really take really good yeah, care and, of and, the and ones And it makes perfect have. sense to me. Those people who went out and bought all the food stores and all that stuff for Y2K looked a bit foolish, but those people who did what they needed to do before Y2K and were ready in case of Y2K in other ways don't look so foolish. And I think that that's what we're saying is there's ways to get ready, right, Don, that, yeah. that we need to be concerned about. Right, exactly. And, you know, and, and we have, I think we have the time, you know, to do that. And, uh, and, and I, again, if, I believe that the Lord has just kind of put this on my heart. And I think now, because we do have time to, to prepare for this, um, uh, so, yes, there, there are just a lot of practical things that you can do. Uh, just again, back to the cars. One of th- another thing to do is uh, your auto insurance. Make sure that you are properly insured because if you wreck your vehicle, you want to be able to get a replacement. Now, one other kind of the not so car topic that you made uh, a suggestion to me, which I thought was just terrific. This is not the time to go sell all your gold and silver. I mean, if you got that silverware in your house or whatever, yeah, it's expensive. But there, you've got something actually on hand that has real value. Right, yeah. Uh, in fact, my wife and I were talking about this one day, and she was saying, uh, you know, she had some silver from her, her her family, you know, silverware. And I said, oh, no, don't 
don't sell that, you know, we keep that because those are those are the kind of things that, you know, that can have value, you know, if we come to this uh, economic financial crisis. Um, you know, if you sell them for dollars now, well, then what ha- then you're holding a, a bunch of dollars that that become worthless. But if you have you know gold and like many people have old old stocks of gold coins, silver coins, you know, in different places or in you know in bank uh, safety deposit boxes, you know. But those are the kind of things to hang on to now, even though the price of gold is whatever seventeen hundred dollars an ounce. Uh, yeah, there's a reason all those people are standing on street corners trying to get you to sell you their gold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there and 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 yeah, it's not all. But, you know, but even at that, gold and silver, you can't eat it, you can't wear it, you can't live in it, you know. <laughs> so uh, at some point, you know, you need things other than gold and silver. Right. And so, you know, again, what we're saying today on this show, I hope you get it, is that just are you ready? And Jesus said this over and over again. There, Are you prepared? Are you looking at the signs of the times and saying, you know, do I need to make uh, some changes in, in, in our life based on what we're looking ahead? Well, we've got to get to our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, back in the days of the Judean kings, there was a really bad one. His name was Ahaz. And if, you know, if you think we've had our presidential issues in this country Whichever side of the aisle you're on, I, I, you know, everybody thinks we've, we've had issues. Believe me, we've had nothing compared to this guy that they had back in those days. Ahaz openly, openly threw his son in the fire, worshiping the Baals, Baals in, the, in front of everybody. So you think abortion's one thing, and, and it's horrible murder. I Believe me, if anybody's against abortion, you're listening to him. But throwing a, you know, a two-year-old child in the fire in front of everybody in the, in the country would pretty much give you the idea that this guy... Is bad news, but not only that, he didn't offer any health care legislation at all. There was nothing to protect against the uh, insurance companies of the time. <laughs> they had no social security, not any social security reform. He certainly allowed slavery of his own people. Widows and orphans were fending for themselves. But here's the real problem: was that the king of the Armenians, this, that's Syria, uh, the Damascus area, those had joined forces with northern with the northern kingdom of Samaria. And they were coming up against Judah. They had made their way down towards Jerusalem, captured 200,000 women and children, drug them off to Samaria. Now they were laying siege to the city of Jerusalem itself. So they're surrounding the town. These people are getting hungrier and hungrier. They've got no way to get food. They do have water. And at this point where things are looking blacker, uh, talk about bad leadership. They didn't, I mean, it didn't get much worse than this government that they had. Now, how did God come to their rescue, and what do they have looked forward to? Guess what? We're going to find hope in the same stuff coming up in the last segment of the Christian Car Guy Show. Don't miss it.
Oh, I almost hate to break in on that song. It's so good. I could listen to that <laughs> for the rest of the show. But strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. And that's where we left our hero Ahaz. I mean, it guy was he was in bad trouble. His town was surrounded by the bad guys. <laughs> the Syrians and the Jude and the Sumerians were had him surrounded. And the way the Bible says it in Isaiah six that he was Isaiah seven actually, he said he was shaking like the leaves in the trees, and he was scared. But it's interesting how God always has His players on the field at the exact right moment. And you know who He had on the field at this point in time with His bad leadership. Bad government, all that was going on, he had none other than the prophet Isaiah. And he sent his son, Isaiah, and his son, Shrubal, which meant the the um, the remnant will return. The boy's name alone that was traveling with Isaiah there was telling Ahaz that these 200,000 people were coming back. But more, I mean, this passage, you could probably spend the rest of your life studying it. It's got so much amazing stuff in it. It's certainly where... Isaiah went to Ahaz there at the aqueduct, and he said to him, you know, don't worry about it. God's got this. These guys are not going to win. Don't worry about it. And then he said to him something that I think is the most amazing part of the passage, the thing I've been just my heart has screamed out all week about. He said, Ahaz, ask me for a sign, any sign, any sign. Can you imagine how cool is that, that God would say to you, look, just, I know you're scared, things look horrible, just ask me for a sign. I'm going to show you. You can trust me. I can show you Ahaz. But Ahaz comes back and he says, no, no, I wouldn't tempt the Lord my God. You know, what a line is that? And, and there's no doubt we don't want to tempt the Lord by, you know, requiring a sign out of him. But Gideon asked for a sign. He got the water and the thing. But I'm thinking Ahaz could have asked for anything. He could have asked for anything. And he, instead he says, no, I don't want to serve you, God. I want to serve, as it turns out, he hires the Assyrians. But he's saying, I don't want to serve you, God. I, I, I've got another plan. And God says, are you going to try my, you, you tried the, the, the patience of all these men. Now you're trying my patience. I'm going to give you a sign. Let me show you the sign I'm going to give you. The virgin will be with child. Right? And his name will be Emmanuel. Sounds like the Christmas uh, <laughs> show, but it's not because here's the thing. Ahaz was facing big trouble. And God said, show me a sign. Uh, you can trust me. You can trust me. Wait on the Lord. And, and, and the Lord bailed him out of that situation. And certainly Jesus has now bailed us out from our sin. And he's the only one that can really help us get ready. But in the meantime, uh, Dan, what's another way we can get ready real quick so we can get done in here for a sec? Well, we just better be ready because they're talking $5 a gallon for gasoline. And uh, I think you're going to have to cut back in your extra travels. Uh, I think people are going to have to really sit down and uh, create a budget. Okay, well, we, we got to... Break out, Don. Real quick, you're gonna you're gonna close this out, and then we're gonna go to some, well, a little something. Well, we just got to trust in the Lord on this. He's the one in control of the economy, and uh, just pray to Him and pray for our country.
shepherd grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. And young men will fall and exhausted. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.